Thanks for joining us for the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise. To contact us, call us at 208-331-4096. That number again is 208-331-4096. Now here's Joel Van Hoogen. Hebrews 12:14 says that we as Christians must pursue peace with others and holiness. You must understand that this means more than just getting along to get along. It means that you can live harmoniously with people who don't share your values or priorities because you don't need to have them share your values and priorities in order to be complete. And if Christians are strident, hostile, defensive, and demanding on others, they only reveal that they either have no true peace with God or they have forgotten that peace that passes all understanding. You have to have peace to live in peace. I can be a peacemaker because I don't have that set of demands that I require of them in order for me to live among them and before them and be content and be whole. In fact, the only thing I want is not anything from them. The only thing I want is something for them. I want them to know peace and wholeness that I've found in Jesus Christ. That's what I want. And I can be at peace in any place. There shouldn't be, it sounds odd to you, there shouldn't be a Christian culture that we all hold together because we're all Christians. There should be individuals that are being held together because they have Christ. And out of that, there's a life that begins to express among us and goes out beyond us to others as well. Now, it's true that you might be at peace with your neighbors, but they might not be at peace with you. Their idea of peace is that I submit to their cultural norms and demands, but here's the thing. Where those norms and those demands do not offend my conscience and don't call me to break faith with a life that's set apart to be holy before God, I can submit to any of it. I can do any of those things. It's not a problem for me because it, it doesn't add or subtract from my peace. And that's what's being commanded here. As long as this doesn't compromise your conscience, as long as this somehow doesn't put at compromise the, your purpose to be holy and set apart with God, Whatever the demands are from your culture or from your community or from the powers that be over you, submit to it. It's not going to take away from your peace and it's not going to add to it. So pursue peace. I can do it for this very reason. That's why Romans 12, 18 says this. If possible, so far as it depends on you, see, sometimes it depends on them and they don't accept it. But so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. The Christian can live at peace in any society because they are at peace with God. They're not seeking a bond in society by sharing the same values. They're bound to society by sharing and holding God's peace within their hearts. So here's an application. I think this passage actually calls us out of cultural corrals where we only hang out with those who share our same convictions. Right? It calls us from not just hanging out with Republicans or hanging out with conservatives or them that do as opposed to them that don't. We need to be among people. I don't think you can live at peace with all men if you're not among them. You can't live at peace among all men and live in a bunker. Go out into some aesthetic community out in the mountains, right, where you can all be together. I don't think that you can live at peace with all men and try to calculate how can I minimize as much as possible my contact and my family's contact with People who don't share my values. I don't think it's possible. You need to be among people. I think it means we must never seek to control also or manipulate others' behaviors as a demand for our kindness or our graciousness towards them. 
We must interact with them where they're at, and we can. Because we have peace. And if there's something that we are to be engaged in or they're demanding of us that we can't be engaged in, we can exempt ourselves from that behavior, but we don't have to make a protest as if they have to change or their demands have to change for us to be happy and to be at peace. We're just at peace. I remember on one occasion someone was demanding of my father that he be willing to behave in a certain way that he wasn't willing to behave in, for them to be willing to have fellowship with him. And his answer was simply, well, others can, I can't. And that was it. It's a declaration of peace. It was very gracious and kind of him. In the same way that I can seek peace with people because I have peace with God, I can seek holiness with people because I am already holy before God. I'm not working to become holy. We are not, listen to this, we are not working to become holy. We are working to be holy. Listen to that. We are not working to become holy. We are working to be holy. And there is a significant difference. You cannot become what you are not. But you can be what you are. You're holy. You're holy. God has declared that you're right and holy and separate. If you've given your life to Christ, He's put all this holiness upon you and you're holy. Now, what we're being told is, live that out before the world. Be that before the world. This means that your effort to live in peace with others should be the living out of your peace with the holy God. And by the way, you can't live a Christian peace before others by compromising that holy life that you have with God in order to please men. So maintain your convictions. Maintain your purity. Flee from things that appear to be evil. Avoid those who are projecting and planning, determining to do wrong and rejoicing in it. But don't, don't think that you can be an agent of peace when you're also not an agent and an expression of that holy relationship you have with the Holy God. Whenever you do that, you're just engaging in a bargain that really is compromising what is required and what's necessary for peace. For peace. Look again at 1 Peter chapter 2, and let me just read you verses 11 through 15. And I think in a sense it will emphasize this. I want you to see the interplay of the idea of peace with others and holiness before others that's being called upon here. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 through 15. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they observe glorify God in the day of visitation. Therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Live a holy life. Live a holy life and just be in subjection to others. Be at peace with others. Here's the third thing I want you to see here. You didn't strive to gain peace with God. You didn't strive to be made holy with God, did you? God did it for you. God brought to you a free gift, and by faith you took it. And in that very moment, Christ did all the striving for your peace. Christ did all the striving to make you holy. 
He lived against all the temptations that came upon him throughout his life without one sin. He was tempted, the Bible says, in all points like us, yet without sin. He wrestled with those temptations to the point of the shedding of blood. He did everything to live the life we could not live. And then he, at the cross, offered up that life as a penalty for our sins. And he offered to us to give us the blessing of that life and to cover us with that life. Christ did everything to bring us into a relationship of peace with God and to make us whole in himself. And Christ did everything to cover us in his own holiness and righteousness. And it was mine by faith. I just repented of my sins and I believed in him and I had holiness and I had peace with God and I didn't strive for it. I didn't strive for peace. I didn't strive for holiness. But look, you have to strive for it with others. I get it from God freely, but I bring it to others and I mirror it and I live it before others with effort, with work, because the world is set against that witness. The world says, no, for me to have peace with you, you've got to give me this, and you've got to give me that, and you've got to do this, and there's conflict. Our flesh goes against this, by the way, as well, because something in our flesh doesn't want to come to peace at that way. And, and then also Satan is constantly working to deceive and undermine this life and this pattern of peace within our lives. And so with men, with fallen people who carry about their failure and their demands, peace is a work Holiness is a work to be pursued and striven after with myself, right with God, God right in me, yet sin also in my flesh. I have to pursue and work at being at peace and holy because I can make an effort to try to live out my relationship with God as the supreme priority of my life and express it for people. And when I do, it's peace and it's holiness. But other times I think instead, you know what I want is I want what I want. I want what will satisfy me in the moment and deliver up some satisfactions for some fleshly desire or fleshly impulse. And when that happens, I want my way. Well, I don't have peace. And I tell you what, you don't have holiness either. You just have your flesh all over things. It takes work. It takes a striving. Striving against your own fleshly impulses. A striving against the false demands that this world tells you you need, you need against the deception and the dark ways of Satan, who always wants to interrupt this pattern of peace and holiness that God has stamped us with and tell you that something else is needed for you to be at peace and you to be fulfilled and you to be complete. Here's the application. How do I actually strive after peace? Well, the work is really to put between me and everyone else my relationship with God. It's to put between me and everyone else the Savior Jesus Christ. It's to relate to them through all that He has done through me and all that he's proclaimed me to be in him, so that I have nothing at stake for myself, right? Other than to glorify him. Keep Jesus all over yourself, all in yourself, and always between you and others. That's it. Did you know that you're left on earth to be an advertisement for heaven? We talked about that. See the image? The brand? You are. You're actually left on earth to be an advertisement, a brand for heaven. Our life of peace and holiness is an advertisement for all that heaven is about. Without these things, peace and holiness, we're told you won't see God. But we will, because we have it. We have peace and we have holiness with God. I can't think of a better picture of the essence of heaven than this. It says, see God. That's heaven. Seeing God. Being with Him. Looking upon Him. And what shall that sight be for us when we see Him? What shall it be for us? Peace. Peace and holiness.
it is well. I have all I complete in him. I am all his. All his. That's heaven. I would say if a person is to reject heaven, let it be for the right reasons. Let him reject God. That's what he's rejecting. Let him reject peace with God. Let him reject a life that is set apart for God alone. Actually, he doesn't want those things, and that's fine. That's his choice. And he's going to get what he wants. One day he's going to get what he wants. He won't have peace, and he won't have God. But we're not going to offer anything that heaven doesn't offer. We're not going to live before any people. We're not to live before people anything that heaven doesn't offer them. Peace, wholeness, a relationship with God, completeness, because we've been set apart wholly for Him alone. Let's advertise that. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we thank You how You congeal directions and commands in our life into simple words, just a couple of words, a couple definitive marks. And then you show us the depth behind all that and the provision for all of that in your son, Jesus. He is our peace. He is holiness under the Lord and he stamped himself on our hearts as our savior. What satisfaction, what completeness what a final end to all striving for the things of this world. I'm glad you've listened in to the Bread of Life Radio today. To learn more about our ministry, go to breadoflifeboise.org or call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next time, God bless you.